welcome to the Conquer Your Battlefield podcast, where we come together to discuss some of the more significant struggles and metaphorical battlefields that we've faced along our journeys and share some insight on how we've conquered them. I'm J.D. McGibney, and today I'll be chatting with the lively, inspiring, talented, creative, and ever so wonderful Nadia Vea. How are you doing today, Nadia? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for being here and, you know, chatting and talking about uh, our topic, which today we're going to be talking about anxiety. According to the ADAA, anxiety is the most common mental disorder in the United States, affecting 40 million people or about 18% of the population annually. Globally, anxiety affects about 284 million people every year, which makes it the most common mental disorder. And also, according to the ADAA, only about 36% of the people in the United States with anxiety seek treatment. Nadia, following you through social media and watching your you know, personal adventures, you've been quite open uh, about some of your struggles with mental health in general, and specifically your experiences with anxiety. You've even used your music in order to raise funds for numerous organizations. So what is it that led you to be so outspoken about your own personal struggles and to be so active in the mental health community as an entertainer? So pers personally, I, you know, have my own battles with anxiety and, and depression. And, you know, it's, it's definitely been close to the vest as well. You know, I've had family members, my mom suffered from depression and ultimately that's what took her. And I think, you know, music has been a tool for me to work through a lot of my issues. And, you know, I've, I've, been able to utilize songwriting to you know heal a lot of it and um you know why not I, I just feel like it's just it's it's so much a part of my story you know i have to share it it's, it's something it's like part of my my duty here on earth like my time here i must you know i must share that's um, because so many people do struggle with it yeah it's anxiety and depression definitely seem to be two of the more common you know, mental, uh, mental illnesses that everyone faces. And, uh, from the way I understand it, anxiety in general is linked to, uh, like our own natural desire to, uh, it's, it's linked to the basic, uh, emotion of fear to try and help create a sense of urgency to like identify potential dangers. Um, right. and it sounds like just the way you're, you're speaking right now, that you've had this kind of like revelation for a really long time. So when you started getting into uh, getting into music, was this something that you were you had like consciously in your mind to be so outspoken about mental health with, you know, through creating your art? I think it was just a, an evolution as I really dove further down the rabbit hole of writing my own song. I think I just as I've been on my journey as a songwriter, I've been getting more and more authentic and what I've been able to like dig up, like it's it's more of me versus uh, me observing the world around me. It's like observing myself in the in the world around me and, and how, you know, these isms, I, you know, that we all carry have impacted, uh, you know, me positively and negatively, how I interact with the world around me. And that's why I love music is it's, it's allowed me to connect deeper with myself and also my community. And um, it's just, 
it's been a, a cool evolution and and therapeutic journey to arrive to this place of like oh okay i understand why i'm so drawn to music it's to, it's to serve you know it gives it more it just it, it feels natural like a natural flow it sounds like yeah. for you music uh helps you analyze you know what you're physically like going through and it, it for you it is that connection between inside and outside and it, it becomes that link to make sense of the things that uh, may not necessarily make sense if you're just like living your day-to-day life you're like oh why do I feel like this you know or why am I edgy or why do I feel you know uneasy and then like it sounds like you take those feelings put it into a song and things start to like click am I correct in making that connection there oh yeah absolutely and like it's so weird in the in the inset- inception of the song concept from from inception to release the layers of the onion well that like get pulled back and just get healed up through through the whole entire process of sharing a song and that and that's what's interesting is like i've always you know i've always known i'm going to always make music and i'm going to you know be a creator um but i guess that's why creators share it's it's like it's completes the healing process because what happens in the sharing process is we connect with other like you know like-minded people who may be experiencing similar things or have been experiencing similar things and that just domino you know there's a domino effect of healing that that happens it's you know speaking personally uh i think it's so fascinating that like when you do write a song it's you're able to basically take a snapshot in time about how you're feeling and like whatever it is that you're actually physically going through and you can write it and you can like put it into this little like you know ball basically and then like leave it and like step away you know so you have a place for your feelings to go but then you can like walk away and like decompress and come back to it like a day later two days later a week month a year and have more of like a level head and then you can come back and revisit whenever you want and just have like different perspectives you know depending on like how you're feeling in the moment or like the fact that we as people just grow as time goes by and like we we come back with more life lessons and more tools to like really process what it is that we've gone through and then we can look at that moment look at that song and be like you know i was feeling this way because of this really and not real not what was like on the surface and it's it's such a unique feeling and i feel like you know it's really hard to really explain that to people unless you are a songwriter, unless you are a musician, unless you are an artist in some way. Yeah, I feel like what's so cool about it too is is we're able to provide words where many many people can't find the words to express how they feel, and and it's it's really cool. They're like, oh my god, I didn't understand why I was going through like. I didn't, you know, I feel so understood and seen and, you know, it's, it's just, it's cool to um, be that channel in a way. Yeah. Has there ever been any like instances that like you can recall at the top of your head where like you, you know, you were at a show or like someone like reached out to you like through like social media or like email or, you know, uh, was talking to you and just said how much like a specific song that you had written, like, touched them or like they were able to like connect with that feeling specifically there's one really distinct moment of a show that i did in sacramento i had performed a song of mine that i still haven't put out yet this was like 2019 and i still haven't put this song out because i've been really tinkering with it 
um, and I'm, I'm actually going to be putting it out this year, finally, but it's called Paper Mache and it's about body dysmorphia and just how unrealistic beauty standards are. Um, and this woman came up to me after the show and she was like, thank you so much. I needed that song so badly tonight. And I wasn't going to play it because it was not finished. And I was just like, but I, I, I just felt like for some reason I needed to perform that song that night. And she was like crying and she just like was like, thank you. And I'm, I'm actually, I don't know why I'm getting, but like, that's exactly why I do what I do. <laughs> that's, that's a really like touching like story. And, and I, I think I think moments like that are really what stand out. It's you just said right now, like that, that popped into your head, like right away, like of something that like uh, you were, you like connected with someone over like the art, like you were, I also think it's interesting that like you were kind of contemplative about putting, like playing it that night because you were still like kind of like tinkering with it and you felt like it wasn't exactly ready. It wasn't like perfect. I'm using that word for this and like the subject matter is about body dysmorphia and being just like over uh analytical of oneself to begin with i, I think that's also an interesting thing that like you were kind of like contemplative over just the song itself and that person is just like oh i really felt that do you feel that how you were <clears throat> what's what's a good way to uh, phrase this do you feel that your hesitation to playing that song uh helped in your performance that night to really capture the essence of what you were trying to capture with that song and potentially helped create that connection with that audience member. I definitely believe, you know, it, it definitely strengthened the energy that was created that night. Uh, it's, it, it, it's interesting because in my exchange with her, I actually had a takeaway of what the song was missing and it was an empowerment element. And that's why I haven't put the song out yet. So it's kind of like taking, you know, your inner strength and, and kind of battling out with this, these stupid beauty standards and, you know, standing strong and firm and like, you know, I'm okay as I am. And um, it was, it was a really profound experience for me, just like having that, you know, moment with her and like just feeling her, what she needed like as a deep on a deeper level from that song i was like okay yeah i know what to do now so it was cool yeah. i'm i'm gonna take a, a stab in the dark and say that like body dysmorphia is something that you have struggled with or have dealt with absolutely i have definitely in general struggled with taking up space um, I have, which is interesting as a performer, uh, just like taking up space, like, um, you know, I'll be in, in, you know, it's, it's partially, you know, my anxiety pro problems or struggles, not problems. Um, but I, um, have carried throughout most of my life, this fear of just taking up space, which is why I think I love performing so much because it's, you know, a 30 minute moment or hour where I can just be like I don't have to be so concerned about oh am I interrupting somebody am I being too loud like am I being too much you I know? totally get what you're saying now I, I understand what you what you mean by saying like taking up space I, I get it. right right so like and I think that's translated in the in the physical realm for me um I've struggled with uh, certain family members not you know being super supportive of me it's changed over over time there's been a lot of healing that's gone on thank goodness mm -hmm. but there's been some damage there and I, I used to actually 
I, I correlated this back in 2019. I, whenever I would go on family vacations, I would drop 10 pounds subconsciously. Oh. I would just like with, you know, just completely drop 10 pounds. And I, I realized it and I took a look at that and I was like, oh, okay, that's because, you know, when I'm around these certain family members, I am not really permitted to be myself. And there's a lot of criticisms there. And, you know, I let it kind of impact me in a negative way. <clears throat> And I think, you know, a lot of women in general, um, I mean, and men, like, will uh, develop eating disorders as a form of, of taking control over situations that they, they feel are out of control and, and, you know, that they have to be hypervigilant. And it's weird because, you know, eating disorders can be so many different things. It can be, a, you know, a tool to take control or take your power back in certain situations, or it can be, you know, just having, you know, a bad uh, sense of, you know, not a bad, a bad sense of self, um, uh, a hard time, you know, being comfortable in your skin because of you know, unrealistic beauty standards, which I've had a little, you know, struggle with both. Um, so it's, it's interesting. I think that there's a lot of manifestations of um, eating disorders and body dysmorphia that, that aren't actually talked about that much too. So. Hey. I agree. I, I think it's interesting that uh, the, a lot of the what you were just saying kind of stems from that whole anxiety of like being concerned about over uh, the uh, sorry. I think it's interesting that that train of thought that you just went on all stemmed from this anxiety around taking up space. So right. it's it's interesting how everything kind of like uh, worked worked out that way uh and i also think it's interesting that you have basically fought that by being an entertainer by being a singer and like just going up on stage where you literally are like the centerpiece taking up space do you right is there any point where you feel like you recognize that though those two kind of like were were like opposite like trains of thought like i almost i mean i have to give my family major props i think they turned me into <laughs> you know a great performer and um you know i think uh, you know my creative side when, when you are kind of silenced a lot you go in your head and and you you create you play in your mind and you know that's i i think many creatives have uh been silenced or voiceless in some way and at some point in their lives and that's why we have the ability to communicate in a healthier way because you know when you look at you know society there's a lot of like i when we look at our family lines right like mm -hmm. for example in lebanese culture uh there's a lot of passive aggression there's never you know if there's an issue in a family like people don't really typically talk about it in a healthy way like hey it really bothered me when it's more like let me just act out and you'll have to figure out why I'm upset kind of thing. Um, I can very much. And I like that runs, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of that in a lot of different cultures. And and I think that that music and art allows us to, you know, really pinpoint an issue and express it in a healthy and creative way that's healing and trickles out to other people in the same kind of energy. And also at so. the same time, kind of like uh, de uh, destigmatizes like talking about whatever the subject matter is, because it's like, hey, I went through this thing. I'm expressing it, you know, through this artistic piece, but also I'm starting the conversation about, hey, this thing's bothering me. 
Right. And and that's why I, I feel so impassioned to, to use my platform and my music to talk about mental health because it is so stigmatized, especially in like some of these old world, you know, you know, these, cultures. These old- these old world cultures, they don't want to deal, they don't want to talk about depression and anxiety. You know, if you have a problem, they're like, Shh, you know, reputation. You don't want to, you yeah, don't want to let anyone know you have problems. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's crazy to think that like ha- admitting that someone has a struggle or that there is like a mental illness, that, that it's a sign of weakness when really it is not because everybody struggles with something at some point in their lives. Like if someone does not struggle, you know, that person is probably a sociopath and might eat you. So stay away from that person. I don't want to hang out with that person. No. <laughs> yeah. It's just like everybody, everybody has something that they have that they deal with and it's okay. It's human. It's normal. It's just like, I think it's really important to have these kind of conversations because it shows that we are not alone. Cause speaking from personal experience, as I'm sure you've felt, uh, you know, if you're going through something, sometimes you just feel really isolated because like you, you were saying, like your family, you've you felt isolated, you know, for, you know, multiple instances with different family members. And like that right there is extremely isolating, especially if it's like with your family, because they're the people that are supposed to like be built in, always there for you and always supporting you. And if you feel like you can't connect with those people, it's like, oh, why would a complete stranger be able to relate to me? So I, I right. I think, you know, the fact that we're having this conversation right now is showing other people, hey, you know, we're, these people are going through the same thing that I'm going through. Yeah, it's 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 crazy how much is programmed into us just from our, you know, formative experiences with the people that we're, you know, most trusting of as we're growing up, you know. So um, I, I still I still very much struggle with anxieties and and especially when i'm in groups if i'm one-on-one i'm Mm. a lot it's a lot lot easier for me but when i'm in you know twos or threes or four or like like i have a hard time like oh am i going to interrupt like am i being too too much do you seem like very much the kind of person like if you're in like a larger group that you uh you're there and like you make yourself like known and present like hey hey how are you but you seem like the kind of person who like observes the conversation if you're at like a large group of like people or like yeah. a get together or like a networking event or something. I'm the fly on the wall. Um, and it's interesting, like people have either assumed like I'm a major bitch <laughs> or like, I just like, I, I don't know, like they, that I'm like some mysterious cryptic woman. So then they're curious and start asking me a bunch of questions. Like it's, it's or, or I'm just like completely like fly on the wall and like people are like, oh yeah, she's here. Like, <laughs> it's funny, but it's, it's, yeah, I, it's something I've had to really work on. <laughs> Because uh, you seem extremely like personable, just like having this conversation with you one on one, you know, like you seem very comfortable, you seem very happy and like very willing to just like chat about literally like anything. And I think that that's a very strong sense of confidence that like you're you're portraying. And it's also something that I've noticed like through like listening to your music and like watching your music videos and seeing you on social media, you have the sense of self, you know who you are, you understand you know, what you're comfortable with, you understand the kind of person that you are. And that, you know, that shows through your art and it shows through, you know, this conversation that we're having and just how you present yourself. And I think that uh, is something that should be, you know, commended because people who do suffer from anxiety, uh, as you have mentioned, like the idea of just like taking up space, you know, having a strong sense of self and getting over that sense of like, 
oh, maybe I'm like overstepping my boundaries or maybe I'm going to be rude to this person or maybe they might not like this. Like that that's something that takes a lot of uh, character and a lot of you know inner strength to do. So I commend you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been <laughs> a journey. Welcome. It's been a lot of hard work. <laughs> well, and art has been a, a great tool. So <laughs> well, good. Do you, what was the first song that you uh, recall writing that really uh, opened your eyes to the fact that you were using music as your outlet or like making it your, your mouthpiece to talk about mental health? I think the moment that my writing really shifted for me was in 2019. I just, I saw myself writing from a really much more authentic place versus like, oh, I'm going to write a, a song that's like this vibe and is, you know, catchy. Like it was like coming from a really rooted and true place. I, I wrote this song called uh, My Story that's also coming out this year. Um, and I was just like, oh, like, I'm really like taking a deep look at, you know, some of my my shortcomings here, and and I'm, and I'm facing them, and I'm I'm facing them in a less critical way versus like the negative anxiety voice in my head. Like I'm turning this into something really beautiful, and uh, from there, I feel like I've just been able to get more and more authentic in my work, and it's it's cool. I have a, I have a whole series of EPs coming out this year that kind of go on this journey of like self-discovery and just healing so i'm super excited to start sharing them i absolutely love that that whole like concept and the fact that it's like multiple eps the, it's which means multiple songs so it, it sounds like you you've done like this significant like gear shift of uh like you just said self-discovery yeah um I'll, I'll go ahead and leak the first ep name here okay but it's called My Face Hurts. <laughs> Ooh, I like and it. <laughs> I think you can probably like <laughs> imagine of where that's going, but yeah. Well, I'm yeah. excited to hear this. I'm excited to share. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, I wanted to ask what inspired you to start uh, using your music as a tool to be fundraisers and actively get you involved with like the mental health community? Because that's something that like not a lot of people uh, have done. People are usually just like, oh, I'm going to write this song about how I'm feeling. But you're like, you took it the next step of like, I'm going to use this to actually give back and help people like physically. Yeah, I mean, I think once I zeroed in on like my authentic voice as a songwriter, the moment things kind of like opened up in that realm for me was when I put out my song holidays and confused i had come across this organization called alliance for hope which holidays and confused is a song that i wrote as a tribute to my mother um, who i miss all the time but especially during the holidays because you know as, as you know holidays are very tradition oriented and bring very back family you know, oriented back, yes it brings back a lot of memories so um i found this organization called alliance for, for hope and i thought they were really cool because they're and a group that actually helps uh, survivors of suicide uh, oh, wow. through the grieving process. And they create a community around it. And I just remember when I discovered it, thinking, man, I wish I had known about this back when, you know, I had already done a lot of work at this point on working through, you know, guilt and all these different things that suicide survivors go through. 
Um, but I just loved it. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to align this with Holidays and Confused. And um, I got to I got to chat with the owner of the, the charity as well. And um, just from there, like w- working with her and, and setting up the song with that, I was just like, you know, I, I need to do this with every song, like zero in on what the messaging is and see if I can find an organization that I feel like speaks to it. And and it felt really nice to just like raise like drive traffic over to her organization like you know our stream our songs don't stream and make ton, tons of money so like my my monetary you know contribution yeah. is not as much as i would love it to be but we'll get there but at least it's like shining light on her organization and also i've had some friends be, be able to go and utilize the platform who have gone through similar That's things it. yeah yeah and it's like cool. it's regardless of like the monetary contribution the fact that you're you're aligning with these organizations like you're you're helping like you said to shed light on the fact that hey they're here hey there's this resource if you need it you know you know you're not alone there is there is help and it's you're 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 physically getting involved with you know the the mental health community over something that you specifically have like experience like you know what it's like and you're you're doing your part to like one help yourself get through stuff but also help others who are going through similar things feels good it feels good (laughs) (laughs) uh i had a question and i totally just lost it uh man i had a brain fart hey when that happens i know it was a really good question too Earlier, this bee was in my window and it was so distracting me. I was like, come on, ADHD, stick with it. <laughs> like, it was the biggest bee I've ever seen. It's like, oh, God, that thing's giant. <laughs> oh, man. What was it? Oh, uh, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole of like asking about your mother, if that's okay. Yeah, no yeah. worries. Um, so you said uh, your, your, your mother... Uh, lost her battle with depression a while ago um was this like a really long time ago i'm assuming it was like when you were like a teenager or something like that is that correct yeah um it was when i was 17 and um she had you know pretty extensive battle um throughout my 15th and 16th year um and uh she you know she tried to fight she she definitely tried to fight but i think ultimately like she was a very sensitive soul. She was also a creative, a writer. And I think the missing ingredient for her, you know, soul, her type of soul, you know, spirit was that she wasn't, she didn't have as much of a creative outlet as I think she needed to be able to properly deal with her emotions in a, in a healthy way. And I think that's why it's so important. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not creative. I'm not creative. I'm like, no, you you are. Everyone is creative, and and it's such an amazing healer. You know, whether you're painting or, you know, doing some makeup artistry, like it's it's important to tap into. I think that like playful, childlike wonder, as a way to release life's trials and tribulations. You know, I agree, and I, I think you know art, whether it's music, whether it's painting, sculpting, writing, what have you, cooking. You know, it's having that uh, outlet to allow your emotions, whether they're happy emotions, whether they're sad emotions, anything in between, it gives them a physical outlet so that you can vent and like let things go in a positive, creative, you know, avenue instead of having it kind of like build up and like build up that pressure. Uh, do you feel that 
do you feel that your anxiety was developing prior to uh, everything like culminating with your mother? Do you feel like it kind of like came to a head and developed as a result? I think I started developing hypervigilance as a child, just from, you know, the household, you know, I think my mom's struggles manifested in, you know, some chaos energy in the household. She tried her best. She was an amazing mother. Absolutely incredible. Um, I think I was a little bit of a troubled teen. I, you know, was super emo, had some angsty, angst issues. And I don't know if she, that she, you know, was empowered enough to provide healthy ways for me to channel that. Um, oh, I, you know, acted out quite a lot. And um, I think I just developed this like anxiety as a way to cope and, and, you know, be aware of like everything. You know, I, I had to have my eyes peeled at all times, not just because of household, just like, you know, certain things I went through as a kid. Um, I had a, you know, shitty babysitter. We won't go that dark on this conversation, but, you know, I, I was molested. And I think that that led to me being kind of an angsty ch teenager because that never got looked at. Um, and um, yeah, I think, um, you know, when a child, you know, when a child is violated, I think they, you know, automatically develop this hypervigilance and, um, you know, it served me well in a lot of ways, but it's also been, you know, a, a struggle too. So, um, but, um, I am thankful for the life experiences that I've had because I think that, um, there's a lot of people that go through these things and they develop these, you know, isms these anxieties and it's hard for them to i feel like i I'm, I'm blessed to like have arrived to this place where i am expressing and i am tapping into all of it because that that's why i'm here like i'm here oh shoot i'm here to knock stuff off of desks no i'm here um i think take what my mother carried i, I think it's you know i, I really strongly believe in generational trauma and I know I'm getting a little long-winded here, so stop me if I'm, but no, I really believe, I, I really believe emotional trauma is a thing. And I, that her mother carried a lot of things that she ended up having to carry on her back. And then I, a lot of what she's, what she was carrying has been now sitting on my shoulder, shoulders, but I've been able to kind of tick away at it, you know? And that's what I think is so beautiful about the time that we, our generation is arriving, is there are conversations happening, whereas our parents, it was like, okay, let's sweep this under the, you know? Yeah, so, and it's, powerful. it's definitely a lot more common with, with our generation to have these conversations openly. And it's just like, hey, you know, like we're, we're recognizing that like more and more people are going through this, especially with like, uh, the invention of the internet or like having social media, we can connect with people, not only like in our, you know, our neighborhood and, and like the, our work environment, but literally all over the world. And we're like, Oh, these things are happening everywhere. We should definitely uh, take a look at this. We should talk about this and like, stop, you know, certain things from happening. Uh, I also want to like touch base on uh, or try to add. Do you feel that your sense of anxiety around taking up space happened as a, as a result to everything that you went through 
as a kid and teenager or do you feel like that was something that you had like really young from like when you're like five six like toddler or do you think that's more of like came about as you were developing into like your own individual because of what you went through I definitely correlate it I think it, it developed from a very young age and I think it's kind of grown in intensity through life's experiences like you know being an artist in the music industry mm -hmm. and getting taken advantage of, you know, we get taken advantage of all the time. People prey on dreams, you know? Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it's kind of just taking little scabs and just like peeled away at them until they became this like, kind of like anxiety monster, right? This hypervigilant overworking little part of my brain. That's like, all right, <laughs> all cylinders are firing. We are going to be, aware of all the, all the things even the things that you don't really need to be aware of <laughs> all the time even um, when you're sleeping when you're sleeping even when you're you're like <laughs> about to have like the most epic dream um yeah so i think it's definitely uh, such a culmination of things but it's de i feel like it definitely starts um it start started in the formative years gotcha well i'm, I'm really happy to see that like despite everything that you've gone through because you do what you've shared right now has been a lot like you've definitely gone through a lot of things i'm really happy to see that you've been able to work through everything and find you know you find nadia and become this happy and positive uh like person who's like shedding light in the world not just through your music but just your demeanor just like having this conversation you've been nothing but smiles and happiness Thank you. I mean, it's been a process and I will say this, you know, the saying hurt people, hurt people mm -hmm. like before dealing with my, like really like looking at my, my isms, I feel like I was re-inflicting some trauma onto my, onto myself while also, you know, not being the greatest person. And I think, um, that's what trauma does it, when you don't look at it and you don't heal it. It can, it can be a monster and, and show up in so many ways. And that's why I, you know, I am, you know, I have, I still have my depressive days and my moments where I'm like, the world is this black hole. And I don't, you know, you know, I have, I have like these just dark, dark thoughts and I, I have to work through them. But I think, um, you know, it does take a lot of work to process the things that we face that aren't so great, but, um, I'm, I'm just thankful to, to have art. <laughs> yeah. You know, it pointing out like the fact that you have, you know, those, those good days and the bad days, that's something that like, you know, everybody has those good days and those bad days and like having those bad days is totally fine. It's okay to not be okay. You know, everybody, has emotions so like everyone experiences them differently everyone processes them differently and if you are processing them how you process them it's totally fine as long as you're not being like harmful to anybody else or yourself like feel your feel whatever it is that you're feeling you know right. and the fact that you're so self-aware it, it sounds like you're giving yourself that room and that permission to feel whatever it is you're feeling but then you you understand what you're going through and you understand what's going on. And it sounds like you've also uh, done research and potentially I, I, you know, I, you might have even gone to see like a professional therapist at some point to like work through stuff. So like you have the yeah. tools to 
allow yourself to experience what you're experiencing in a healthy manner. Right. I ran for a long time and I ran like hell. And, you know, there's so many ways to escape in this world, you know, and I think I tried all of them and it, it, it only works for so long. You eventually have to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, yeah, that's, that's not good. This is not good. And, um, my therapist, Dr. Sandy Peace, shout out. She's amazing. Um, she's changed my life and I, you know, I've done, I've worked with other different forms of therapy and it's all been really helpful. I recommend everyone go to therapy. Um, I've even worked a 12 step program, which, you know, sometimes that I, I, I think, um, so 12 steps, you know, as you know, are like, um, you know, for addictions and things like that. And I think I was addicted to so many self-sabotaging behaviors. So I worked a 12 step program. Um, some of those programs are funny because they're very like Lord God centric. Um, but I, you know, I just call, you know, this, the powers that be. And, uh, I just, you know, I found it very helpful as well. So find whatever works for you and just like process and, you know, don't be too hard on yourself, but take a look and you'll, you'll, it's, it's beautiful what you can find. Yeah. And you know, it is scary to take those initial first steps to like look at oneself in a critical manner because you know it's never uh comfortable especially doing it for the first time to like look at yourself and identify potential like negative traits or potential like mistakes that have been made but the, the reality is everyone has makes mistakes everyone does things you know not perfectly and that's okay because we're all human beings, you know, there's perfection in imperfection kind of kind of thing. But it's like making a mistake does not devalue you in any way, shape or form. If anything, a mistake is just a lesson to not do something the way you just did something. And like if you make mistakes, right. it's OK. Don't do that again. It's part of being human. And if you do it again, then it just gives you another opportunity to look at the root of why you did it again. And then, you know, it's like, it's like just, there's, exactly. there's beauty in it. Yeah. <laughs> there's always a lesson to become the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's never too late to start. That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> Nadia, thank you so much for taking the time to chat and take, and for, uh, for being so open and so honest about everything that you've gone through, you know, uh, it's never easy to open up, you know, to say like people that wake we know people are our friends, our family, like a therapist, but I very much appreciate the fact that you've decided to come on, you know, the podcast and have like an open conversation for like everyone else to kind of like listen and like see what it is that you've gone through and like share some of your insight. Well, thank you for having me. And thanks for creating this platform where conversations can be had. These conversations need to be had. And um, I think they help a lot of people. So yeah, it was my pleasure. I truly believe that the more that we as a society feel comfortable opening up about our struggles, that the more it will help others to realize that they are not alone. Everyone has the inner strength to face whatever life puts along their path. So thank you again, Nadia, for taking the time to chat. And thank you to everyone that has tuned into this episode. If anyone watching or listening finds that they are struggling with their mental health, please do not be afraid to reach out to your friends, family, or a mental health professional. I'll place a link in the description of this video that will have some information and connections to further resources. 
And until next time, remember, you always have the strength to conquer your battlefield. Thank you.